This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello everyone and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host Marcus and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Josh and Scott versus Benchwarmer Mason and newcomer David Lux. Welcome to the bench, David. Why don't you take a minute to let us know where you're from, what teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm David Lux. I live in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, uh, but I was born in Boston, so my first team affiliations were sort of all the Boston teams. Uh, Because my dad is a professor, we ended up relocating when I was a kid to uh, Eugene, Oregon, and so I became an Oregon Duck fan. Uh, And now, since I've lived in Chapel Hill the last 20 years, I'm big UNC, especially basketball fan. So I think that's, that's me. Nice. All right. Mason, how are you? And uh, why don't you let us know what you and David's team name is going to be? I'm doing okay. I am very sunburnt in the face, as you might see for those of us looking. Uh, We we can't see this is a podcast, buddy. Well, well, for those of you (laughs) on recording, you can see that um, because I was cleaning out a pool yesterday and it was nice outside, but it was enough sun to get me sunburned. So that was fun. Um, And our team name is inspired by the fact that I had not seen this movie and David was kind of disappointed that I had not seen this movie. Um, So our team name is going to be Who's Your Daddy? (laughs) Uh, that made me laugh more than I thought it would. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Josh and Scott, let us know how you're doing and what your team name is. I'll, I'll take it away since Josh uh, came up with the team name. Uh, I'm good. I, I don't have much to update personally. Um, I did just find out, and because I broke the Regis Philbin news once a long time ago on a Saturday podcast, I just want to put out there that apparently DMX had an overdose and he is in grave condition in the hospital so uh yeah best wishes and best of luck to you dmx and i hope that by the time this drops your condition has improved and uh that we can all party up all right wow (laughs) okay uh josh how are you doing and what's your guys's team name gonna be Uh, i'm doing all right and before i get to that i just want to ask david if uh who he thinks will be the next unc coach with the recent retirement oh wow well, the local scuttlebutt is that everybody wants uh, Brad Stevens or someone like that, but but I but that's kind of a reach. And I'm not a Billy Donovan fan. I hear I hear if he comes back to college, this would be the kind of I think he's he's a little too slick for for the sort of Chapel Hill crowd. Uh, my guess is they'll stay within the family because that's what they always do. So strong candidates would be somebody like Wes Miller, who's currently at UNC Greensboro, was was a player here about 15 years ago. Uh, and uh, who, what are the other names here? Hubert Davis from inside the family. He's been an assistant for a while, was on ESPN. So he's a big recruiter and a people like that. Jerry Stackhouse has been a, a head coach at Vanderbilt for a couple of years, but hasn't really had much success. So I don't think that, you know, I, it doesn't seem like they're going to capitalize on that. So I don't know, but they got to get somebody soon because of all these players in the transfer protocol. So there's a lot of pressure to do something quick. I got to imagine that that's not a job anybody will really turn down. So they just have to figure out who they want to offer it to and, they can move forward pretty quickly. That's that's the hope anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Things are pretty good here. Um, just kind of the same old, same old for the most part. Uh, looking forward to next week. Uh, Alex has spring break and uh, wife and I are also uh, kind of took the week of less work. So we're going to be able to enjoy some time off, which is kind of nice. 
And Scott is sporting his Memphis hat. I'm wearing a Twins hat at the moment, and he just asked who played for Memphis and Minnesota. I was pretty quick to throw O.J. Mayo out there because he played not so well for both of those franchises. So today, we our team name will be No.J. Mayo. Oh, man, what could have been with O.J. Mayo? All right, with that, let's kick it over to Dan for the rules. We will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true benchwarmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. It's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one, there are seven University of North Carolina basketball players with their number retired. I want you to tell me who was the most recent. I'm fine with that if you want to check it in. We are checked in. All right. No, Jay Mayo is checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anyone more recent than Tyler Hansborough. That would be retired numbers. I mean, you're thinking about players that were all-time greats that were there. Right. So when you, when you go to the Dean Dome, they've got, they've got oh, it seems like 100 jerseys hanging in the rafters. And I can't remember exactly what the rules are for getting your jerseys hanging in the rafters. But it's I think it's if you're, if you're an All-American or something like that. At, but in order to be, have your number retired, I think they have a, a stricter qualification. Like you have to have won the wooden award or something, something, some player of the year by some of the, one of the outlets. So I think the most recent is Tyler Hansborough, unless I'm completely forgetting somebody. So I'm pretty sure Tyler Hansborough is our answer. Yeah. And he was a four-year player. He scored what? 2,500 points at least. Yeah. And- all, all, right. You know, there's no doubt his number's retired. It's just a question of whether there's anybody since, and I can't think of anybody. I mean, I mean, Marcus Page, Joel Berry, but I don't think those guys were quite at that level. Um, I, it's, I, I'd still go with Tyler Hansborough. Okay, so uh, we'll check in with Tyler Hansborough. Okay, and uh, no J Mayo, what did you guys have? I literally typed to Josh, Tyler Hansborough. I can't think of anyone else recently that played long enough and excelled. And it's funny, when, when Josh just asked David about potential head coaches for North Carolina, I wanted to whisper Tyler Hansborough because I think that'd be funny. <laughs> but uh, As a coaching candidate? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I well, Psycho T comes back as coach. I, yeah, I don't. I don't be, see it. But, I'd yeah. love him on the sidelines. Uh, yeah, we also checked in with Tyler Hansbrough. And both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is Psycho T, Tyler Hansbrough. Um, he swept like every major award in 2008, and in 2010 they retired his jersey. Mason laid it out too. He had like over 2,500 points. He's just, yeah, he he did everything there. So. Yep. All right. Moving on to question two. What Oregon Duck was drafted fourth overall in the 1972 NFL draft, but is much more known for his work after football as a studio anchor, game reporter, and host of NBA Inside Stuff for 16 seasons? We can check in. Sorry, I should have I should have consulted with my. With That's my fine. Oh, I'm you sorry. got it. You got it. Uh, I'm, it. I'm sorry. It's before your time, Mason. I'm pretty sure about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Who's your daddy has checked in? No, J Mayo. Talk it out. Be a Mad Rashad, right? Yeah, gotta be. 
I didn't know he went to Oregon, but he I, he did go to Oregon. Uh, well, then if you know that, then yeah, the, it's Ahmad Rashad. We'll check that in. Uh, who's your daddy? What'd you have? Yeah, it's uh, I believe his name was Bobby Moore before uh, before he became Ahmad Rashad, and he was Bobby Moore at Oregon. But uh, yeah, it's Ahmad Rashad. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Bobby Moore, aka Ahmad Rashad. He was drafted by Arizona, and he played for them for a season. And then he was traded to Minnesota, I believe. In he played for somebody else in between, but then he was traded to Minnesota in 1976, and that's where he he played most of his career. Um, and then everyone knows him as um, Michael Jordan's little little buddy for however long. That's what I really wanted to put in the question, but <laughs> <laughs> all right. Question three in the tailgate: Who has the all-time single-season saves mark in Red Sox? history okay i think uh we'll check in all right who's your daddy has checked in no j mayo talk it out oh it seems like we have it narrowed down to jonathan papelbon and craig kimbrell yeah kimbrell was the first name that came to mind for me but i know he had at least one big season where he had yeah you know 40 plus i don't know where you know i don't know if he hit 50 or not but right and they haven't been winning as many games they're winning 88, 85. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with either. If you feel stronger with Papelman. Yeah, I just think he, I mean, they were winning 95 to 100 games a season when he was the closer. I know he went over 50 saves at least a couple of times. Then I'd say let's go with that. All right, we're going to check in with Jonathan Papelbon. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? I struggled with this one a lot because the Red Sox have traditionally had sort of this revolving door of closers. I mean, they've been, they went through Reardon and they went through Lee Smith and they went through, and of course they went through Papelbon and Falk. And, um, but for some reason, I, I, I feel like the answer might be Tom Gordon. Um, he was with them briefly and I, I, I don't know. I feel like he had saves in the upper forties once and, and, and it scared me when Scott was talking about Papelbon being over 50, cause that may be right. And I just may have blown this, but uh, I, I want to go with Tom Gordon, um, but Tom Gordon is our, is our guess. All right. One team is receiving points. The correct answer is Tom Flash Gordon. I completely forgot about Tom Gordon. Yeah. he So his first seven seasons were with Kansas City, and then he pitched from 96 to 99 for the Red Sox. Uh, he has the record with 46, tied for number two, uh, Craig Kimbrell in 2018, Derek Lowe in 2000, Papelbon, uh, his highest was 41 in 2008, but, but he also has seasons of 38, 37, 37, 35. He's a very consistent, but uh, no, he did not go over 50. Wow. Nice, uh, nice pull there, David. I completely forgot about Tom Gordon. It's, at some point, I think when I was in high school, Tom Gordon was a single-A member of the Eugene Emeralds single-A team affiliate for the Kansas City Royals, and that's how he came up. So I can barely remember him then. But, yeah, crazy. Okay, heading into the first quarter, we have a score of Who's Your Daddy with 30 points and No J Mayo with 20 points. Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes, 
and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash Benchwarmers TP. Thanks. And your first quarter is going to be Sporting Haikus. Sporting Haikus. For this quarter, there will be five questions in haiku form. Each question is worth 20 points. All right. Question number one in Sporting Haikus. Oklahoma State, 2001 slam dunk champ, the glove for Ray Allen trade. We can check in. No, Jay Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. What you got, Mason? I'm trying to think of the trade. I mean, I, I'm familiar with it somewhat, but I don't know who was involved in it. The glove and Ray Allen. Well, well yes, I know that. Obviously, neither of them went to Oklahoma State or were the 2001 slam dunk champion. But no, <laughs> I'm trying to think where that trade went for that to happen. Yeah, I'm, I've been going at it from the other direction. I'm trying to think of what what Oklahoma State players I can think of that even won the slam dunk championship. Where did Desmond Mason go to school? Great question. Um, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of people who won the slam dunk championship around there that I can't think of where they went to school. <laughs> right. That's what that's so I'm so. Uh, I, I actually, Mason, I'm about to give up. I, I actually have no, I have no clue. I mean, we could go with Desmond Mason if that's a slam dunk champion from around that time. That, that I don't know where they went to school. That if it's one of the criteria, maybe not necessarily a one, but fits around that. I don't know. Fourth question in, I don't know if I want to get the backup truck noise thrown at me for <laughs> if it happens to be something like that. But uh, I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, yeah, that's true. It's better than better than a joke answer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, we'll check in with Desmond Mason. No, Jay Mayo, what did you guys have? Hey, David. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah, this is thousand <laughs> percent. First of all, home cooking, know your host. <laughs> Secondly, uh, yeah, this, this, I remember that trade very vividly. The Bucks and the Sonics trade uh, where Desmond Mason was one of the, the headliners. So we also checked in with Desmond Mason. And both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is Desmond Mason. He what he won the slam dunk contest wearing the that ugly red Sonics alternate. Ugh. Um, yeah, it's not sexy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yes, he was he was basically the the other big piece that the Sonics got in that trade from Milwaukee. All right, question two. First round from DePaul. Seventeen years, no All Stars. Kyrie's Godfather. All right, I, I think we're uh, ready to check in. Who's your daddy has checked in? No, Jay Mayo. You can talk it out. All right, Josh, can you think of anyone else from DePaul besides Quentin Richardson? Because I'm struggling, especially in the first round. If he's, if he's actually Kyrie's godfather, he's probably older than Quentin Richardson, wouldn't you think? That's what I'm thinking too, yeah. I, I don't have a good feel on other players who went to DePaul. I don't know anything about Kyrie as far as who his godfather is. Kyrie is a knucklehead. And since you're my teammate, I'll say that. <laughs> I can't stand him, so I don't know anything about him. So played for a long time, didn't make an all-star team. So somebody who was like a consistent contributor. Yeah. But not a high-end player. Like a Tim Tom. Oh, Tim Thomas? I think Tim Thomas might have went to DePaul. I've named the two DePaul guys I can think of that played in the NBA for more than 10 seasons. I just feel like we're going to need somebody who's 
before them. Uh, so, I mean, we can try Q-Rich, we can try Tim Thomas, or we can throw out a completely random, also not correct answer. Pick one of them. I'm sure they're both wrong, but I, I have nothing else. I I am no help to you. I, I don't think Q-Rich made it to 17 seasons because he's been playing in Ice Cube's big three for the last three or four seasons. So I, I don't think, and he was drafted in what, a one? So... All right. Well, he would have had to play to 2018. I don't think he played that long. I'd rather go Tim Thomas. All right. All right. We are going to unfortunately check in with Tim Thomas. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? Mason, you want to go ahead or you want me to hit it? I mean, you were the one that had it. The only part that I recognized was Kyrie's godfather because I'd heard this fact before, but I couldn't pull who it was. But you actually had who it was. Yeah, I. I had nothing on the Kyrie's Godfather. It was actually Mason validated when I when I threw out a name, but um, when I was thinking of first round from DePaul and then the seventeen years, I, I was racking my brain. We came up with Rod Strickland because pretty sure he went to DePaul, and he played an awfully long time. And he and he also goes with everything Josh was just saying, sort of like second tier, never all star, blah blah blah. So we locked in with uh, sorry, we checked in with uh, with Rod Strickland. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Rod Strickland. Yeah, Rod Strickland, one of my favorite players. I mean, he had some good years, like eight. He had a couple 18 and nine years, you know, just but he just never quite got past that point. So I I wanted to write a question on him. And then it came up that he's Kyrie's godfather. And I said, oh, I had no clue. I think he was burned in my mind as an Oregonian because when he came to Portland, I don't remember if it was Nike that did it or what, but there was a huge billboard that said something like, he was drafted by the Knicks. He was traded to the Spurs. He chose Portland. And and they had this huge billboard because that's the kind of stuff that Nike does all the time. Yeah, sure. But anyway. Let's not forget the Wizards. Yeah, well, that was that was later. That then then the billboard would follow with, and then he accidentally played for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to question three. I'm putting my own vernacular in this to make it fit. So bear with me on this. Hawaii QB, 58 pass tugs one year, Heisman finalist. I refer to touchdowns as tugs. Don't at me, anyone. That's what I do. Get with it. Check that in, Josh. Yep. All right. No J Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. So, I mean, the two that were between are Cole Brennan and Timmy Chang. But the question is, which one would have got to 58? I feel like Brennan might have. I feel like Brennan more likely did. And I, I want to say, because, I mean, obviously watching Joe Burrow hit 60, I feel like I remember Colt Brennan's name coming up somewhere around, like, the top. But I'm just kind of, like, spitballing on that. I feel like it's more likely Colt Brennan got 58 than Timmy Chang. I, I think Colt Brennan is probably the best guest. Yeah. We'll check in with Colt Brennan. Who's your daddy checking in with Colt Brennan? No J Mayo. What did you guys have? Same thing. That's the name both Scott and I had in our brains right away, so... We didn't uh, give too much more thought to it because um, we couldn't think of any other Hawaii QB who would have been a Heisman uh, finalist. So Colt Brennan. And both teams will be receiving points. The correct answer is Colt Brennan. Um, yeah, Timmy Chang was kind of the only other thing I was thinking of that maybe would have give some, given somebody pause because Timmy Chang did throw for a lot of touchdowns. But Colt Brennan, his junior year, set the single-season record that was broken in twenty. 20- uh, 2019 by Joe Burrow. Here we go. Moving on to question four. U.S. team striker, 108 goals interplay, 
recent new mother. All right, we're gonna we're gonna beat you to check in because we don't want to be left talking about this one. Who's your daddy is checked in. No J Mayo. Talk it out. All right. So we have my my really super cool game theory, which is Mia Ham, because she went to North Carolina, which is a wheelhouse of David's, and she's married to a former Red Sox player, which is also a wheelhouse of David's. So game theory says Mia Ham. I mean, like, you know, obviously the three names that come to mind are Ham, Lloyd, Morgan. I'm trying to think if Mia Ham would be a new mother though she could i don't know that she's hit menopause yet josh no that's not i'm not quite going there but recent new mother like to me that means like first time so i i think that would take ham out yeah what about like um do sue bird and megan rapino did they uh they might have had a kid rapino's a midfielder she's not a okay she's not a striker um and again i think carly lloyd might be a midfielder too so I guess with that, I'd, I'd maybe lean Alex Morgan. Yeah. So should we check in with Alex Morgan? Let's do it. All right, we'll check in with Alex Morgan. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? So really, really funny what Scott said when you when they started to talk, because I did the same game theory thing, and I was thinking, wait, he knows I'm a UNC fan. He knows I'm a Red Sox fan. Could have easily put in me a ham. Then Mason thankfully quickly checked me and said, isn't she a little bit old? And And then I realized, yeah, wait. Mia Hamm's got to be almost 50, but with the new mom thing, then we, we started throwing around Alex Morgan. So we settled there too. So yeah, Alex Morgan, both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Alex Morgan. Um, and I guess Scott, you could file this under know your host because I love Alex. Morgan. I, I know you do. Yeah. I, I she broke my heart that. when she got married and now has a child uh, who's now, uh, yeah, almost one. So yep. Alex Morgan. All right. <laughs> On to the final question in the round. Question five. Double champion, nation of domination, frog splash finisher. <laughs> We're checked in. Uh, no J Mayo has checked in very quickly, not surprisingly. Uh, who's your daddy? You can talk it out. Okay, so I'm going to embarrass myself and admit some things about pro wrestling that I know, but my, my sweet spot for pro wrestling is probably earlier than this. I mean, Frog Splash was, I think, Eddie Guerrero. I think Rob Van Dam. But Nation of Domination was, wait a minute, was that what Ron Simmons was? So I'm trying to remember even, I'm trying to go with this from both angles. I'm trying to rack my brain for any pictures of who was in Nation of Domination. Ron Simmons, if I'm right about that, he would not be doing a Frog Splash. That would not be his thing. Uh the only other guy I can remember that was in that was D'Lo Brown. And I can't for the life of me remember him doing a frog splash, but it's possible. Oh man. I don't want to try to go toe to toe with Scott on any kind of wrestling stuff. Uh, but I mean, I don't have anything other than D'Lo Brown. I'm sure it's not Rob Van Dam. I'm sure it's not Eddie Guerrero. Um, help me out here, Mason. The only D'Lo I know is D'Angelo Russell. So, uh... okay. Okay. It's, <laughs> We're not going with D'Angelo Russell. I'd go, I'd go D'Lo Brown over D'Angelo <laughs> Russell. But, I mean, you don't know. I, I, I don't know whether I should be embarrassed if, we're, if, the, if D'Lo Brown is right or if I should be embarrassed if D'Lo Brown is wrong. At this point, it's sort of – Hey, I mean, I'm riding the hot hand here considering you've gotten multiple answers that I would not have even been close to just by naming names. So if you want to go with that. I, I, vote, I vote we go D'Lo Brown, but that's based on nothing but just vague memories. So D'Lo Brown, we'll, we'll, we'll check it in. Uh, no, J Mayo, what did you have? 
yeah, it's it's this is D.L. Brown, uh, one thousand. Oh. One of one of the coolest <laughs> theme songs and the chest protector and yeah, this is this is D.L. Brown for sure. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is D.L.O. Brown. All right. After the first quarter, we have a score of Who's Your Daddy with one thirty, and No J Mayo with one hundred. Hey, you guys are pitching a perfect game so far. And there it is. <laughs> yes, exactly. You called that out in the first quarter. I gotta call it out whenever I can. <laughs> Try to. I gotta, I gotta get the mojo going this way for some. David's <laughs> doing the heavy lifting here. <laughs> I've just so been here for David's moral support. Pit, David's pitching a perfect game. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just I, on the sideline cheering him on. Hey, oh, Mason, needs Mason's the pit. Mason's the pitching coach. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. All right, your second quarter is the missing link. The Missing Link. This quarter will consist of five questions with theme-linked answers. The teams will attempt to answer the questions and guess the theme. Each question is worth 20 points. If a team checks in first via chat to the host with the correct theme before the fifth question, they will earn 100 points. The other team can still earn 50 points with the correct theme guess. If neither team has checked in with the correct theme before the fifth question, each team can earn 50 points with the correct answer to the theme after the fifth question. Question one in the missing link. Which receiver who was drafted by the Eagles in 1957 is still the single game record holder for receiving yards with 237, made the Pro Bowl six times, and is the last non-kicker in NFL history to play without a face mask. Am I allowed to call Matt? <laughs> Your phone a friend is not usable at this Unless time. it's the landline, of course. <laughs> okay, well, let me go pull up the landline. Oh, that's at my house. Sorry, I can't do it here. Right. All right, well, man, area of expertise is obviously 1950s Eagle wide receivers. That's the last time they had a good wide receiver. So, it, you know. <laughs> Apparently at 237 yards in a game. Oldie time. All right. Can I can I tap into my my, my inner Matt? Let's try and channel him. Right, right there you go. Meanwhile, I'm looking at this wannabe Orlando Bloom lookalike that Alex Morgan married. This isn't just the man crush talking, Marcus, but I you know I, I definitely think you you you've got the uh, the edge on this. Of guy. course, <laughs> yeah. only I could get in a room. Of with course, her. are you of coursing me or are you of coursing them? Yeah, of of course you. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Name. Yeah, but it's not. But it's. Well, sorry about that, but it's oh. not. It's definitely not. Yeah, him. I know. I it's can not. tell you that for I sure. I, I can tell you, I have absolutely not the first clue who it is, but it's not him. <laughs> yeah, it's Rod I was just Strickland. To... I'm sure of it. It's Rod Strickland. <laughs> so, oh my God, <laughs> is this Desmond Mason again? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, there's not gonna every be... every other D'Lo Brown, every other name we backed into so far. I, I was going to say the world's biggest dump truck is not going to help me on this one. I yeah, Ooh, episode title right there. I mean, <laughs> that one. The Scott, should we, should we check in with that? Yes, we're checked in. All right, we're checked in. All right, no, Jay Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? Talk it out. I managed to name an Eagles player from the 50s, Norm Van Brocklin, who was a quarterback, who has an all-time <laughs> passing games record. Passing, yeah, passing yards record. Um, and I immediately came back with, well, he's an Oregon duck, so that, that's <laughs> something. But he's, but Mason's right, he is a quarterback. Yeah. It's definitely not Norm Van Brocklin. He, yeah. didn't, he didn't Bugs Bunny it and throw it to himself? <laughs> and- <laughs> <He> <laughs> I mean, with Eagles wide receivers, he may have well have done that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, and the only other thing I came up with was the Mark Wahlberg movie, which the Eagles walk on wide receiver. But not only do we not have a name for that, that's not the right time period. Um, yeah, Mason. Yeah, Mason came strong with the what was the Disney movie about an Eagles wide receiver who was basically a walk on? And I said, Invincible. You mean Mark Wal Mar Mark Wahlberg and Invincible. Like, I saw Mark Wahlberg, it? but I couldn't think of the name of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, right. I, I yeah. which is later, obviously. I just was trying to think of Eagles wide receivers that. Yeah, I, I think we should just. Maybe. My feeling is we should not prolong the agony and just check in with, you know, Mark Wahlberg or Rod Strickland or something. Because it's <laughs> Do Mark Wahlberg. That's it. Okay, right. Okay. It's a, all right. We'll check in with Marky Mark. <laughs> all right. Checking in with Marky Mark is who's your daddy. Uh, no J Mayo. What did you guys have? Well, we had a, a riveting discussion and uh, we settled on that uh, great late 50s and early 60s. Uh, Eagles receiver Johnny McEagle face. <laughs> Johnny Mc checking in with Johnny McEagle face. Unsurprisingly, neither team is receiving points. Okay. What? Uh, in that 237 yard performance that was thrown by Norm Van Brocklin, but the correct answer is Tommy McDonald. Wait um, for it. Go yeah. for it, Josh. Who? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I was, I, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those fun things. I've told you guys about my NFL films collection and I had one called Mavericks and misfits and they did a profile on him because he was the last player to play without a face mask. Not that's a non kicker. Um, and in that era, you know, they're not throwing the ball a ton. He did have over 8,400 receiving yards and 84 receiving touchdowns. So he's a pretty prolific player. Um, small guy, five, nine, 178 pounds, but yeah, Last guy to, you know, play in the field without a face mask. So that's fun. Anyways, so our first theme-linked answer is Tommy McDonald. Question two, what 15-year journeyman pitcher was a one-time All-Star but won 11 or more games in six straight seasons, and although he, re he retired two years prior, he came out of retirement to be the ace of Team Israel in the 2017 World Baseball Classic? Um, yeah, Josh, I, I'm only going to get there from a 15 year career, one time all-star. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, the I, thing I, is, got I, I could go all day naming the pitching staffs for each team, you know what I mean? But it's, I, I, I don't have any, I don't pay attention to the world baseball classic. So yeah, I don't either. I seriously don't have, yeah, I, I have, I, there's just. I would think I would hope it to be a name I've heard of, but to be honest with you, we had Tommy McDonald already. Who knows? I mean, it's it, obviously I, more I, recent. It's going to be someone that I knew. If it's 2020-15 baseball player, I know who it is. There's not going to be a name that I don't recognize. But I, I got again, nothing to try to keep this in the in the interest of time. I got nothing. You know, I don't even me, have a, give me a half an hour. I get it, but we don't I, have I'm not even hour. sure a half an hour we would get there. Just. One time all star. I can't think Derek of Derek Lowe. Sure. He he saved a bunch of games for the Red Sox in 2000. Sure. <laughs> That's better than anything. I, I literally have no input to help. I wish I did, but I don't. All right. We're going to just check in with Derek Lowe. No, Jay Mayo checking in with Derek Lowe. Who's your daddy? What do you guys have? All right. Uh, well, I don't know if I should go with the, with the full 
thinking or if it just it just sort of hit me because I was trying to think of Jewish ball players and came up with Jason Marquis. Uh, and I had vague memories that he that he that he grew up Jewish and that he he had a I mean he pitched a pretty long time and he had a run of it had to have been double digit wins anyway I mean I don't know exactly but it sounds viable I don't remember the coming out of retirement part but I do have vague memories that he pitched for Israel so we went with Jason Marquis one team receiving points the correct answer is Jason Marquis Scott you're killing me you're going down that St. Louis Pitching I, staff. I, that's the thing i could have got there but you you were so I'm, close you named three and then i was like keep going keep i was going, literally about to going. name woody williams next and then i would have <laughs> got to jason marquee all right so so far our theme linked answers are tommy mcdonald and jason marquee all right moving on to question three who is a three-time pro bowler and all pro returner as well as being named to the 75th and 100th anniversary all-time team and is known as one of the first guys to have an end zone celebration. Okay. Uh, we'll check in. Who's your daddy is checked in. No J Mayo. You can talk it out. Do you know when they did the 75th? Is that 75th from like, what does it start from? Do you know? Well, didn't they just have the hundredth anniversary last season or the season before? Like it was the hundredth was just, like within the last year or two, like okay. this last season might, was this last one of these last couple seasons? Right. So like 2019. So if they made the 75th, they haven't played in the last 25 years. Right. So it's gonna be somebody prior to that. Or that was playing, I guess, during, but yeah. It would but have right. To, they could have, they could have, right. They could have, they would have had, I would guess a good chunk of their career before hitting 25 years. So ago. we're thinking probably seventies. 80s right it's probably i mean if they just did the set the 100th if they just did the 100 years we'd be back at going back to 85 95 yeah so so it could be you know 70s through the 80s into the early 90s yeah and i i mean i think that's kind of when returners really started to get more notoriety anyway right i mean the desmond howards and guys like that well, you know what? Um, I'm gonna type it to you just to just just so we don't <laughs> give up too much of the ghost. What we're thinking? Yeah, sure. I don't. I've never I, heard I of think, that person. So what? I mean, who? You've never. So you've never heard that nickname? Maybe, but maybe I thought that was just like a like a kid. Like you know, it sounds like you know. No, no, no. no. This he like he, it sounds like someone from like the old west. You know, I just thought maybe it was just you um know, he. Like, I he think hung out that, with Daniel Boone. Or, so you know? I, I think that's the answer. Okay. The more, I, the more I'm thinking about. I, I have nothing else. All right. Well, I know that's going to be riveting discussion for. Uh, well, why don't we just, we should just do this. Oh, okay. Should, right? I mean, that, I know that's the name. No, I know, but just for the sake of not giving away what we're thinking. I guess it doesn't matter, right? Because the answer will come out when right. Marcus says it anyway. Yes. All right. Yep. Just and, check it in. Okay. All right. We're going to check in with uh, Billy Johnson. No, Jay Mayo checking in with Billy Johnson. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? This is one of the first ones I kind of jumped on quickly um, because I know that he was one of the first people to have an end zone celebration. Um, and he played long enough that he 
could have easily gotten three Pro Bowls. Um, he played for the Oilers and the Falcons, and I think maybe somewhere else. Uh, we also checked in with Billy Johnson. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Billy White Shoes Johnson. He was one of the first, uh, him and Joe Namath were basically the first couple of guys to always wear white shoes. And yeah, that was his nickname. I, I thought about throwing it in the question, but I thought it would make it too obvious. Um, it wouldn't have. <laughs> well, for Scott, anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I, was, I was really surprised because I typed to Scott. I said, Billy White Shoes Johnson. And he's a- like, who? I'm like, oh, come on. That's exactly what I typed to David. I said Billy yeah. White Shoes Johnson. First thing. I mean, if, if you said to me name two kick returners, I would probably say Billy White Shoes Johnson and, and Devin Hester, and that's all I would come up oh, with. Oh, yeah, I would I say mean, like Devin Hester, Desmond Howard, and like Alan Rossum. How dare you? Desmond Howard had one good game as an NFL, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big one. Game. It was yes, a big one. It was, it's it's the most, the it's the most important one. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> but other yes. than that, he did nothing in the NFL. <laughs> Josh Cribbs is a guy name, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, Billy White. You're shoes, too young. Yeah. And he do his. Uh, he called it the Funky Chicken. He'd... Yeah, it's gonna. That's what I was that's gonna it. ask. Yeah, was he yeah. called? Did it was called yes. the Funky Chicken? Where you know yeah. the uh, the wiggling the knees in and out. Yep. With the, yep. Yeah. Oh man. All right. So our theme linked answers are Tommy McDonald, Jason Marquis, Billy White Shoes Johnson. All right. Question four. What woman who in 2003 held both the tennis singles and doubles number one ranking has six total major championships and shares the record for most Grand Slam singles titles by a mother with three? What do you think about that answer I typed to you, Josh? Yeah, I was actually going to type the same thing. Probably spelled, yeah, wrong. <laughs> Differently. <laughs> Should I don't we check think that in? Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll check that in. Okay, so no Jay Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You guys can talk it out. So I'm trying to think, and unfortunately, right now I'm 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 thinking on what we think the theme might be, and I'm trying to to fit something to it. I'm trying I'm trying to reverse engineer, and that's I think that's making it harder. And maybe I should just maybe I should just give up on that and just and just try to answer the the question in front of us. Um, so in 2003, so that's two. Okay, so. My timing on tennis is really pretty bad, but that's, I want to say that's too, certainly too early for Serena. I want to say it's too early for Venus, but I'm not. I don't think either of them were a mother. I mean, Venus, I I mean, Serena, Serena is a more recent mother, but I want, I'm trying to remember if, if, if Venus, we're in 21 and she's over 40 now. Is it possible that she was already number one in singles and doubles in 2003? Uh, and, but the only my only problem with that is I feel like she has more than six total major champions championships. Um, and also the question is when did she become a mother, and then did she win three after that? If we can right. time that, right? And I'm pretty sure. I mean, Serena's kind of struggled since she became a mother, not because she became a mother, but but since the time that because that I can't, I've lost track of how old her kid is. Um, so do you have any sense of who was? <laughs> So when you were in when you were in kindergarten, Mason, who were the I wasn't one? even in kindergarten. Uh, crap. This is, this is pre-K. <laughs> oh, uh, for Pete's sake. They didn't they didn't show Wimbledon during your during your preschool naps or whatever. No, the only thing I do remember in kindergarten, we watched the 04 Olympics. So like I remember watching that. Wow. That's about the earliest sports memory I can think of. You watched the 04 Olympics. That's 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 I know, impressive. 
both impressive and 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 depressing. Um, yes. Why is that depressing? The Olympics are amazing. No, 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 no. Not that he watched Olympics. The fact that I can remember I was significantly older oh. in 2004 watching the Olympics. That's that's the yeah. part that was oh, depressing. Oh, yeah. well, I'm, I'm right there with you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That made me feel old, Mason. That's Sorry for making you ever feel made old. me feel old. Yeah, seriously. I was 16. I was 15. Like, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, th- throw out some tennis players. I mean, who, who do you know that would have been good around then? I mean, it's too late for Graf. It's too late yeah. for Celis. Uh, Lindsay Davenport. I, I mean, that's one, the time, but that would have been a couple of years earlier. Well, the only reason I don't want to guess Lindsay Davenport is I feel she like has, I was just listening to one of your podcasts and her name came up, and so and I don't think she's won. A, I want to say she hasn't won that many. I think she's won like two or three. No, that's total, a good point. That's right. She probably never got to six. Right. She got really hot for like two years and then didn't win again. I want to say. Right. Notably, it also doesn't say an American, and I'm 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 focused on Americans, and that's very sort of us centric of me and not a good way to go with tennis um i i honestly don't know i i i i mean i i would i would guess something like venus williams in the absence of anything else but i'm pretty sure that's wrong i i, I don't know mason I, i'm i'm ready to we check can, I'm, I'm ready to tap out yeah we can go with venus williams if you want i mean uh, I'd, okay okay that's that's fine all right we'll check like, in I, with that all right who's your daddy's checked in with venus williams no jay mayo what do you guys have I was ready to quit if if you guys backed into this one as well. Um, you didn't, so I can stay on on the podcast here. <laughs> we checked in with Kim Kleisters. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Kim Kleisters. Um, in two thousand three, like I said, she uh, she was the number world number one in singles and doubles um before she stepped away basically because she said she lost her you know desire to compete and wanted to start a family and then came back and uh she won she has uh three u.s open titles um and one australian open title in singles and then she won the 2003 french and the 2003 wimbledon in doubles uh so yeah she's uh and just universally pretty well liked. She won like the sportsmanship award like eight times. She's yeah, underrated, I think. Yes, agreed. All right. So far our theme linked answers are Tommy McDonald, Jason Marquis, Billy White Shoes Johnson, Kim Kleist, and Kim Kleisters. All right. Last question in missing link. What college football hall of famer? at Texas Tech, went on to become a seven-time Pro Bowler and five-time first-team All-Pro, amassing over 1,700 tackles during his career and is considered a massive Pro Football Hall of Fame snub. I got it, Josh. Yep, that, I, that, since you saw who I asked, right? I was yep. like, okay. We are checked in. Very quickly, Noj Mayo is checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. What you got, Mason? Not much. Um, So uh, going on very little, but backing into it from the theme, which I think I might be able to do this time around. And remembering who went to Texas Tech. For some reason, I thought this guy was in the Hall of Fame. That's what that's the only thing that's throwing me. But maybe that's maybe I'll just throw out the name and then you can tell me if the person's in the Hall of Fame and that will validate it. But Zach Thomas. Is he in the Hall of Fame? I don't think he is. I mean, he played a long time, 
and he was a beast. I mean, he's the kind of guy that amassed, all, I don't know, 1700. I don't, I don't, I don't have a sense of like, what's a lot of tackles, but, but sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's a lot. Uh, uh, Did you go to Texas tech? Almost positive. You went to Texas tech. Almost I, positive. I, I feel like that's, At, it, and it works with the theme, but again, that, that, that this is sort of the, the foolhardy play here. If our theme is wrong, then, then guessing based on the theme is just now it's a, it's a double whammy, but yeah. uh Okay. I, I like that as an answer, though. I think that's. I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame. I think. Okay. That's plausible in terms of like the accolades that go along with. It. I don't know about Texas Tech, but yeah, I feel I like mean, that's. I, I'm just. I'm just reasonable. much better at giving rundowns of who's in the Baseball Hall of Fame than I am the Football Hall of Fame. I, I feel like it's. I, I it, it's it's too hard in the Football Hall of Fame. Okay, so all right, I guess we'll check in then. Is that cool? All yeah. right, we'll check in with Zach Thomas. Who's your daddy? Is checked in with Zach Thomas. No, J Mayo. What did you guys have? Well, it helps when you know the theme because it just makes it so much easier to arrive at the answers quickly. So that's what happened with the last two for us. So we also checked in with Zach Thomas. Last three. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we didn't check that's... in so quickly on the third one. No, no, no. On but the third one, I, but... when, you, when you gave me some names, that's how I got the answer for the third one. <laughs> All right. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas is part of the 2000s all-decade team. He spent 12 years in Miami and finished his career one year with Dallas. He deserves to be in. It's it, it's pretty, crazy to me that he's not it's in. Cra- exactly. It's disgusting that he's not he's in. He's too short. They can't see him. Right, exactly. I was like him and Wes Welker representing Texas Tech as a bunch of short dudes. Uh, <laughs> all right. Both teams submitted theme questions correctly. But one team submitted after question two and one after question three. So the missing link is that these are all names of Power Rangers characters. Um, so Who's Your Daddy will be receiving 50 points and No J Mayo will be receiving the 100 points. Strong um, work, guys. Yeah. After that, listen, J- J- Jason and Tommy can't be anything else. Strong work, uh, Scott. That's strong well, work, David. Yeah, I, I I saw that. I I feel like I just heard this recently. It was either on another trivia podcast because it was after my time. Like I was not a, I was not a Power Rangers guy. It just hit me after the third question. But I'm super impressed that you guys nailed that so early. Nice work. Don't, don't really say strong. you guys. Don't say. <laughs> so so yeah. we get we get to Billy White shoes and and Josh is like, what are the other names of Power Rangers? And I'm like, well, it's gonna be Billy. It's gonna be Zach. And the fun part for me was figuring out if he was going to do women or if he was going to go like new Power Rangers and do Rocky or Adam. And I was like, I want to see which way he's going to yeah, go. I, I, so the funny thing is the part of the reason why I guess Venus is like, that could have been a Power Ranger. I don't know why it didn't occur to me. I mean, Kim, of course, right? Here, I mean, here, yeah, here's something, here's something random that maybe put you in that direction is Venus was the sixth Ninja Turtle in that awful live action TV show. <laughs> so maybe that's who you thought. <laughs> But <laughs> embarrassing, uh, but, but that'd be the kind that'd be the kind of flip flop <laughs> I would make. So yes, but, uh, well, I originally wanted to do the original five, but uh, Trini is not a common name. Yeah, so that's, so that's I had, what I was kind of thinking. I'm like, so I had to go with Tommy, who is the the sixth that came in later. But um, he is he is one of the originals still. But anyways, yeah, I uh, I could have named one. It's <laughs> one more than I knew, and that was Kimberly. Just. Yeah, so, for, reason, for reasons, Fun. right? Amy so Joe Johnson, I, yeah. she's still hot, still <laughs> hot. 
So as soon as you talked about a female tennis player, I was like, oh, that's got to be Kim Gleister. (laughs) And Scott was super quick to send it over to me. So, but yeah, that's, we got to Billy White Shoes Johnson because he typed out the Billy as one of them. I was like, Billy. Oh yeah. So after the second quarter, we have a lead change. Uh, Who's your daddy has 240 points and no J Mayo with that missing link grab takes the lead with 260 points and we are now headed to halftime it is now time for the halftime show there will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports with each question worth 20 points first question in halftime in the song Scenario by A Tribe Called Quest, Five Dogs' opening verse includes two professional athletes. Name both of them. All right, I'm out. I'm going to go do something. What? I don't... I, what? You're bowing out. This is my, my time of need. Oh, yeah, because obviously I've memorized Scenario's opening verse. Uh, uh, I have asked yeah. A Tribe Called Quest question, but it wasn't this song. This is the athlete, the only athlete I know they've used in a song. So if you wow. want to use, so if you want to like get an idea of where this might be going, I don't know. That, I mean, I'm fine with those two. If you want to go with those two, I'm just telling you that's the only one. That's the only thing I know about that. Well, we could we could use yours and one of mine and. Well, it's not in have... that song. It's in a different song. Oh, for Pete's sake! It. I just know it's an, an athlete in a tribe called Quest song, and that's my my latch in that. I'm fine with your two if you want to go with that. My, my two are totally random. I mean, I'm just trying to name two athletes of the time. I mean, I, that's I, fine. That, oh, I mean, oh, those are, those are two names. I don't, I don't think we're going to reason our way into it. No, that's for sure. <laughs> if okay. we get a dump truck for this one, I'll be shocked because it's probably two random athletes that, uh, if we, if we get a dump, together. if we get a dump truck for this one, I'm mic dropping and I'm quitting for the totally opposite reason for what Scott said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we'll, we'll check we'll in. End the re- we'll, we'll end the recording early and I'll just declare you the winner. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's we're, fine. We're not, yeah. All right. I guess we're checking in. Yeah. All right. Who's your daddy is checked in? No J Mayo. Talk it out. Okay. So you asked me athlete names that rhyme with scenario, which I was I was already thinking about before you typed that to me, the problem is all of mine are after this song came out, like Nene Hilario, Ryan Terrio, Braxton Berrios. That's where I just think maybe it's- it's Ryan Terrio, like, oh man, that's a throwback. That's where I was just like, Joe, Bo, you had Mario. Well, if you said Mario, then it rhymes perfectly with scenario. Scenario, well, yeah. Uh, I guess I was just thinking at the end, you know, I, we're talking, lyrics that rhyme they're not always perfect i don't know yeah so that's why i, thought, I, I just don't for, i, I do just like don't Bo. see i don't see a hockey player i know called out in a tribe called quest song yeah but it, right but we want to we want to factor in the time frame as well right that's why i like bo jackson a lot because he was very very rebel, relevant around that time you know this would yeah. be you know the yeah, I, I think that one but then you know so mo is there any <laughs> Uh, you got no, Joe. Not that yeah, with what Joe? Could you say Jolt and Joe? But again, are they going to put an old timey baseball player in a hip hop track? So we like Bo Jackson, right? We like Bo. Yes, I do. What what, uh, no, that won't work. But we could go back and say Derek Lowe. 
don't know, eventually it'll names. work. This would have been before Derek Lowe. That's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I nothing else is really coming to me. So. I like Bo Jackson, and should we just go with like Jordan or you know Magic because they were in a lot of songs around that time? Well, magic is probably that's probably not a bad one. Yeah, maybe, there's no guarantee. Maybe they call him Magic Joe. You know, I don't. <laughs> no, they just shortened his last name. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, or they didn't, or like you said, it's not actually at, in a rhyme part. Right, because this could have been like, what, what, what's the scenario? Something, 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 magic and bow. You know what I mean? Like, it oh, doesn't yeah. necessarily have yeah, to You be. know what? I, to me, if you're talking about that time frame, there's not really two bigger athletes than magic and bow. So should we go with that? Sure. We will check in with Bo Jackson and Magic Johnson. No, Jay Mayo checking in with Bo Jackson and Magic Johnson. Damn it, Josh, we should have said OJ Mayo. Who's your... <laughs> <laughs> who's that would have worked. Your... <laughs> uh, who's your daddy? What did you guys have? Yeah, I, I like the stuff that came up in the chat after we actually submitted guesses. We we decided to check in with two athletes at the time and actually came up with Bo Jackson also and just said Deion Sanders because figuring whatever, but... Later on, we came up with Dom DiMaggio, which would which would have rhymed very Dom, nicely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, friend of the program. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, All right. Don't forget Vincent. about Vincent. Vincent, true, but Vincent doesn't have the same kind of rhythm for a for a good hip hop song. I think, if you really think about it. So, Deion Sanders and Bo Jackson. As David, I'm sorry, as, as David breaks down the origins of good hip hop lyrics. And hip-hop <laughs> That's right. The the irony is so thick you can cut it with a knife. Let me just tell you. But yeah. <laughs> all right. Neither team receiving points. Oh, I will say though, gosh. both teams got one correct. Bo Jackson is one of them. And no J Mayo, you actually said the other one. Is Broadway Joe name? Oh, wow! Oh. So the so the lyrics are uh, the first part of the part of it goes. Bo knows this and Bo knows that, but Bo don't know Jack because Bo can't rap. And then later in the verse, he said, "The uh, brothers say the tribe can't flow, but we've been known to do the impossible, like Broadway Joe." So. No points, right. but you guys were so close. Hey, well, yeah. you guys were just so not, close. we didn't, not, neither of us had anything to latch on to. And then, no, like you said, no. When, when and then when we it, started steering away, because like when, he, when Scott said like magic and bow, was like, oh, that actually sounds like that'd be a really good lyric. So, I'm like, yeah, it's just the fact that Joshy said it and I was like, oh, just roll with it. Come on, come on, just roll with it. Broadway Joe, good to go. All right. Nice. Now I'm, now I'm doing the same thing, Scott. You got me doing that rhyming crap. Sorry. All Broadway right, Joe. You need something that rhymes with Susie Colbert next. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be tough. It's gonna be Mike tough. Colbert. There you go. Yeah, that's right. There. You, well, you're good. That's, that's awesome. I mean, uh, you could just use Susie, and then you, you know, you, it opened up a lot more. Todd Bertuzzi. Bob Cousy. Todd, yeah, Bob Cousy. You're right. God, Todd Bertuzzi works good. better, but yeah. I want to kiss awesome. you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now I'm creeped out. Oh geez. All right. Question two in halftime. What New York Nick had a starring role in the 1999 film Black and White, which featured uh, which featured a cast including Robert Downey Jr., Jared Leto, Scott Kahn, Brooke Shields, Elijah Wood, Ben Stiller, and a young Michael B. Jordan. What a film. That was it. That's a cast. 
And then this guy, this Nick, is just throwing I, in. I need to phone who, Sam who, Carr. Who had a starring role in it. Oh, yeah. Starring role. Holy shnikes. Mason, if you've got nothing, I mean, I... Like I said, I, I, I'm good okay. with that. All right. We're going to check in. All right. Who's your daddy's checked in? <laughs> no, Jay Mayo. You can talk it out. I named 10 players on the 99 Knicks. Uh, oh, that's most of them. Yeah, there's a few. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say most so of the roster, all of them. <laughs> and I mean, at I, least anybody who played. I, mean, I was gonna say it's just anyone that played. Yeah, okay. yeah, the ten so, man rotation. Yeah, yeah. So, so this person starred. Like that's where I think I know. Like I just, I mean, in a, like a drama, I don't see Patrick Ewing. I, I don't. No, see, I know. And I like, don't see Larry Johnson. I like right, Larry Johnson in Space Jam. Well, sure, but like in a comedy <laughs> around sports. Yeah, I know. You know, Chris Sean, Dudley. Sean Bradley should have won an Oscar. Me, for, I was going to say, how do you feel <laughs> about Chris Dudley? Chris Dudley doesn't strike me as a as I don't know, he doesn't see. I don't think he would have the personality to be a starring actor. No. So he don't, he, where, he had the haircut of an actor. That's why I said when you listed out the bunch, like Houston or Ward, kind of stuck out as guys who maybe. Yeah, we've okay, got the actor mentioned Terry Cummings. But I don't think he's starring in any film. Uh, I oh. like Spreewell. I, Spreewell would have not been in a drama. Not starring. He's all about the drama, no, but not Spreewell. starring these people. These <laughs> Spreewell, Spreewell was a drama. That's exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'd go Houston over Ward. I think that I, just because he was fine. the bigger name. I, I. He was. He was an all star, and yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I got. I have no real in insight other than trying to like we take out guys who i don't think would have yeah. possibly fit i'm i'm cool with if you want to check in with alan houston yeah let's do it we'll, we'll check in with alan houston all right no j mayo has checked in with alan houston who's your daddy what did you guys have basically what david had um basically he came up with the name. I agreed that it fit the time. I was going to propose Charlie Ward to him, but he seemed really confident about it. And his kind of main point was that he has a Hollywood-ish face. Um, so, <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> yeah, so we ended up going with Alan Houston as well. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Alan Houston. Question three. Steel is one of the worst comic book movies of all time. It stars Shaquille O'Neal as the title character. But what is his character's real name derived from an American folk legend? Yeah, I like that, Josh. All right, we're going to check in. Okay, so No J Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. So, I mean, if we're talking about American folk legends, Paul Bunyan comes to mind. I threw out Pecos Bill and Johnny Appleseed as other options. (laughs) (laughs) But Johnny Appleseed's a real person, so. That's true. Plus, it's a real uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with picturing Shaq as, a, as Johnny Appleseed. I'm, I'm, Johnny Apple I'm, Steel. That's the that's the name apparently. He goes uh, by Steel. Oh, uh, episode title. Let me John, put it on the list. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed is impressive, but that's a great let graphic. Me, oh. Let me let me. Uh, I'll work on that. Yeah, let me. Uh, yeah, let me let me burst your bubble. It's not Johnny Appleseed or Apple okay, Steel, I, but I do I like the name. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I, I, yeah <laughs> I, it's not that obviously, but um, 
I think Paul Bunyan is the best name that I've seen here, but I, I, I honestly, I've got absolutely nothing and no inkling for what it could be. We could go with Steel I, Bunyan. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I've, I've never heard of this movie. I've never heard of Steel or anything related to it. I, I remember. I remember the movie. I mean, in the sense that I remember it coming out. I, I'm positive I did not see it. Um, uh, I'm better with movies about sports, not sports people in movies. I think this this is around. Uh, I, I I got nothing. I, I whatever you whatever you want. We could we could just go with Bunyan, and if he asks for another name, we'll say Steel Bunyan because I'm. At least it's unnamed after a folk hero, and yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Sure. That's great. We'll, we'll check in with Bunyan. All right. Who's your daddy checking in with Bunyan? Uh, no, J. Mayo, what did you guys have? Um, it's not Paul Bunyan. Um, I think this is John Henry, um, who uh, I can't remember what the story was, if it was railroad ties or some other construction, but, you know, the folklore was that he beat the steam-powered machine that was driving in some sort of steel whether it's spikes or something so we're checking in with john henry all right now i need you guys to help me out because Uh that's not the name of his character but you got that part of the question you said what is his character's real name derived oh derived from a oh i thought you wanted the folk i couldn't tell you if there's more if if that's not his name i couldn't tell you any more to it if his name okay. wasn't John Henry. Is his character's real name derived from an American folk. I guess I just, I'm, you know, if that's not the answer, that's not the answer. But Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No team receiving points. So, yeah, it's it's based off of John Henry. But, of course, because it's, you know, comic books and all that, his uh, full name, his name is John Henry Irons. Oh. Jeremy's yeah. brother. <laughs> so Steel is he's in the Superman universe. He's basically just a dude who built a metal suit so he could become Superman when Superman died in that uh, storyline. All right, moving on. Question four: Who did the Milwaukee Beers face in both championship games in the movie Basketball? I think we are proud of ourselves that we've come up with it. We have constructed a team, and therefore we'll oh, check in. Who's your daddy has checked in? No, J. Mayo, you can talk it out. Uh, this is going to be Josh talking it out. I haven't you, seen this movie since none of this? Like okay. 11. Josh, you can okay. talk it out. Seeing this when you're 11, that's oof. <laughs> it was like just coming out, and it was like my mom was like, oh, it's two sports that he loves and plays, so like I'm going to let him watch it. She had no other knowledge of the movie. It's, it's <laughs> a, called basketball. It's it's the felons, and it's a Texas. I think it's the Dallas felons because they're from. It was out of Texas. I'm just trying to make sure it wasn't like the Houston or Santa. I think it was the Dallas felons. Okay, you cool with that? I am. All right, we're gonna check in the Dallas felons. No, J Mayo checking in with the Dallas felons. Uh. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? Well, I remember the teams, a couple of the teams, because I asked a question about it. And I remember a couple Detroit Lemons, LA Riots came first in my head for those. And I remember one team was the Felons. And David asked, was another team was like, was it Dallas something? And I Dallas Felons seemed to click, but I don't know if they were in the championship or 
where they were relevant. So we also went with the Dallas felons. Both teams are receiving points. The correct answer is the Dallas felons. Um, yeah, the the main villain, Baxter Kane, he owned the team, and so they faced them in both uh, championships. So, yeah, uh, Basketball is such a great movie. You sh- If you haven't watched it, please watch it. I have to watch it again. It's been a while. Yeah, same. I should, prob- I should probably watch it as a, an adult. Okay. Last question at halftime. What pro football hall of famer had a non-speaking role as a receiver for the Miami Sharks in any given Sunday? What checked in? No, Jay Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. Uh, well, so one thought was that I remember LT being in this movie, but but I kind of feel like it wasn't a non-speaking role, and, and I, I, I can't get I can't picture LT as a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, and the only thing I was kind of reading into is that it didn't say he was a Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver. It just said he had a non-speaking role as a receiver, which I'm not sure if that is trying to lead us to a non-receiver playing a wide receiver in the movie. I mean, it very well could be a receiver. It's just the way that it's worded plants a little doubt in that. There were a lot of players, I feel like, that were associated with this movie on one, one level or another, and that's what's throwing me. Um, I can't remember who they are who they were sorry um but what i what i messaged mason was terrell owens is 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 feeling right to me he seems like the kind of guy that would have found his way into a movie yeah i mean he has that kind of personality that he has the kind of personality that would right that would wiggle his way into a movie and given that he's in he's in a football helmet it doesn't matter if he has a hollywood face like alan houston right (laughs) (laughs) but Uh, yeah I, i like that as an answer um all right you want to go with that i'm fine yeah. i'm fine with tio okay all right we'll check in with tio who's your daddy checking in with tio terrell owens no j mayo what did you guys come up with so josh and i have never seen this movie um which may have to be some sort of patreon exclusive where we live watch any given sunday but not having seen the movie uh just trying to think of what could potentially make sense someone who would maybe be a little bit hollywood and then i honestly just randomly thought maybe there's a miami connection miami sharks maybe michael Irvin decided that he was walking around hollywood and stepped on set one day and they gave him a role so we just checked in with michael Irvin. one team is receiving points the correct answer is terrell owens oh um, man Funny I like story. your answer more. Sorry. <laughs> Funny story though, Bill Bellamy's Bill Bellamy's character in that was based on Michael Irvin. Um, there were I didn't mean to confuse you with the wording, Mason. That um, uh, but I mean there were cameos galore in this movie. Um, Jim Brown was the defensive coordinator. LT had a speaking role as uh, Luther LeVay, who was their starting middle linebacker. Uh, Ricky Waters was an opposing player. Um, Y.A. Tittle was a opposing coach. Warren Moon was an opposing coach. Johnny Unitas was an opposing coach. They had, they had NFL people all around this movie, and it's a good one. And so I would be definitely down for to live watch a, any given Sunday. I'm in. All right. After halftime. We have a tie game. 300 apiece. Let's go. We'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at 
Benchwarmers TP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Your third quarter is five on five. Five on five. For this quarter, there will be five categorized lists containing five items each, where each item is worth 10 points. The teams will attempt to guess as many items as they can. However, if a team has an incorrect guess, they will receive zero points for that list. Your first list for five on five, the five longest individual title reigns in UFC history. And this is men and women. UFC comes up in all my games. Study it up, people. Sorry. Or don't. I refuse. Or don't. Or don't. I refuse. <laughs> or don't. I have it's zero. only one question. I'm okay. I have zero interest in UFC. I, just, I, I have barely more interest in boxing, and I really haven't had interest in that since, I don't know, Holyfield and Tyson That's fair. Era. That's fair. So, Marcus, I didn't know you liked UFC in particular, but I will tell you that everything I've learned about UFC, I've learned from this podcast. So, (laughs) so, there you go. Is this longest single reign or combined of all their time? Single single reign. It's a five longest reigns, men or women, any weight class, right? Yep. Okay. It's just the longest individual reign, one reign. Got it. Okay. Should we check in with that, do you think? I'm I'm fine with that. If you go with the last name on there, then I'm I'm fine with. Okay, we'll we'll check in. Who's your daddy has checked in? No, J Mayo. You can talk it out. Well, it sounds like they might have checked in with Shamrock, just based uh, on the fact that they said just the last name, because that would give them two. I think I agree with you that you know, obviously, since he specified you know, men or no, women, that there will be at least one. one woman, and I do think that. Amanda uh, Nunez, Nunez, or I agree. I, I think she's the one on that list. Yep, she's the one I feel. I think best about here. I think Rousey's close, but I don't think she's top five. I think Anderson Silva was. I think he's at the top of the list. Okay. And like I said, I, I, Saint um, Saint Pierre comes to mind. But yeah. So I I feel confident with those first two, and I feel probably like 65, 66% on St. Pierre being in there. Okay, I mean, that's pretty good. My guess is they probably didn't get too many here. Didn't seem like it was a wheelhouse for either of them, just like us. Yeah. So I don't think we need to, you know, rock the boat too much. I'm fine. If you're you're 65, 66, I mean that. So we're going to do Silva, Nunez, and... St. Pierre? Yep. All right. Check those three in. No, J. Mayo has checked in with Silva, St. Pierre, and Nunez. And who's your daddy? What did you have? First one, we came up with Anderson Silva. Um, He also said Jose Aldo, which I think is on there. That was the last – when I said, like, the last name, I was talking about the last name on the list and not, like, an actual last name. Gotcha. Um, so, wasn't – unintentionally trying to throw you off. And then the last one, I thought he was up there. 
I put John Bon John Bones Jones. Almost said John Bon Jovi. John Bones Jones. <laughs> oh, dude. But uh, so our do you, three. Do were, you remember the Bon Jovi fight, guys? The, the, the opponent was like, he's wanted dead or alive. Yeah. At the end, he was living on a prayer. I um, remember that. It's his life, right? It's now or yeah, never. That's right. Um, so we went with Anderson Silva, Jose Aldo, and, and John Jones. He's hard to wrestle, by the way, because he's slippery when wet. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. 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 Aren't we all? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so one team is receiving points. Oh. So I am going to go down the list. Number one with 2,457 2, days as champion, Anderson Silva. Number two, Demetrius Johnson with 2,142 days. Ooh. <laughs> uh, number three, George St. Pierre, 2,064 days. Number four, Jose Aldo, 1,848 days. And number five, Amanda Nunez, 1,725 days. Sorry about that. So no Jay Mayo gets getting points there. Sorry, man. Oh, it's on me. I was the one that threw out John Jones. So I didn't I didn't yeah, know anything Jones, to call Jones you one. Yeah, Jones is close, but uh he's yeah. no Demetrius Johnson, that's for sure. <laughs> nice job, you two. Yeah. Nope. Mostly Josh. And that's <laughs> I I I I give credit to the podcast for that. So. <laughs> I don't actually take credit for that. I don't study, <laughs> but I kind of do. Just <laughs> I'm yeah, surprised yeah. no mention of Junior DeSantos didn't come up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, but you guys, you guys named four out of the five. The only one was Demetrius Johnson, and he who he did, he's not even in there anymore. Demetrius, uh, what is it, Mighty Mouse? Yeah, he's a yeah. he's a small. Wait, guy. Damon Stoudemire was in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah. with All John right. Bon Jovi. <laughs> Your second list. The five live ball era players with the most 70 steel seasons. Are you going to give us the definition on yes. the live ball era? Live ball meaning after 1920, because there's a bunch of people on this list that played in the 1800s and we're not doing that. Yeah. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm good with that. Yeah, I think those I feel comfortable with. All right, let's do it. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yes, I do. We're checking in. Okay. No Jay Mayo has checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. I would think Henderson, Coleman, and Reigns have to be yes. on here. Those are the three we agreed on right off. Yeah, Vince Coleman, Tim Reigns, Ricky Henderson, absolutely. I like Lou uh, Brock as an answer. I don't know how many he had. But... So my, my, my concern with Brock is that he was one of these guys that was just like a little bit of a slow and steady wins the race guy. Kind right. of like Hank Aaron never had 50 home runs, yet managed to hit 755 home runs. I'm worried that Brock, Brock might be the guy who's, I just, I just don't know how many times he would have gone over 70. I mean, he was definitely in an era when guys stole more bases, but you know, the other names that occurred to me that just, but I just don't know if they had the staying power, like a Marquise Grissom, a Kenny Lofton. I know, I know Ron LaFleur was probably not even, that'd probably get a who from Josh, but Ron LaFleur led both leagues in stolen bases and, and had a mess, but I, but I don't, I don't think he had uh, no, no, no. But I mean, I, what I'm saying is he led the league multiple times. I just don't Lou Brock would be Lou Brock would be my fourth. I I think it's just a question of whether you want to go with that. 
The other name that occurs to me is Willie Wilson. Um, I have no idea who that is. Oh, re- oh, he was Ooh. he was the top of the lineup for the Royals in sort of the mid '80s in the in the okay, George well, Brett, in the in the George Brett days. Yep. I, I I guess I'm tempted to say that that we could take a shot, put Lou Brock on the list, and just check in the four. Yeah, I mean, I I was just kind of thinking about like just guys who were stolen base leaders. I feel like he had to hit seventy a couple times. I don't know what the cutoff is for this. I would think it's probably three, maybe four, as far as like so, to hit the top five. So then Brock had to have done that. I agree with you. Maybe he did it three times. Okay, so let's let's. So what did we say? We said Coleman, Ricky. Oh, sorry, we should be specific. Vince Coleman, Ricky Henderson, Rock, Tim Rock Reigns, and and uh, and, Lou Brock. and Lou Brock. And we'll check in with that. Is that cool? Yeah, that sounds good. Right. No, Jay Mayo. What did you guys have? We are pretty quick on the Henderson, Coleman, and Reigns. Scott had thrown out a couple others, and I didn't actually type it until after we checked in, but I was also thinking Lou Brock maybe, but once again, I wouldn't have felt comfortable putting him in, I don't think anyway, just not knowing if he had hit how many, if he had hit 70 or if he had, or if he had hit it multiple times. So we just checked in with the three, Henderson, Coleman, and Reigns. Both teams will be receiving points. Uh, number one with seven seasons of 70 plus stolen bases, Ricky Henderson. Number two, Tim Raines with six seasons of 70 plus. Number three, Vince Coleman, five seasons of 70 plus. Number four, Lou Brock with three seasons of 70 or more. And number five, you mentioned him, David, Omar Moreno oh. had three seasons of 70 plus. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he was like he said. Uh, David nailed it. He was the leadoff man for the, you know, we are family pirates. Um, he led for three straight years, uh, three three years, seventy eight, seventy nine, and eighty. He led the league, or excuse me, seventy eight and seventy nine. He led the league with seventy one and seventy seven. And then in nineteen eighty, he led the league with ninety six, and didn't win. Mm-hmm. He didn't win the stolen base title. Um, some person named, um, Ron, oh wait, no, you said him too. Ron LaFleur edged him out with 97. It's yeah. the most that anybody's gotten since, or, and not won the stolen base title. <laughs> I, I have this vague memory of Ron LaFleur because he was, I believe he was discovered in prison <laughs> and there wow. was, there was, I think there was like a made for TV movie about Ron LaFleur. Um, hey, don't this spoil had, my halftime. Sorry, 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 man. Sorry. Who played Ron LaFleur in the Nathan <laughs> Ron LaFleur? You know, initially I was a little surprised that Reigns was second out of the bunch, but he had such a he had such a long career yep. beyond it's... Coleman. Coleman kind of had like he had that crush of just huge years and then just kind of faded away. Yeah, Reigns was more consistent. All right. List number three. The five Ohio State Buckeyes drafted in the first round of the 2006 NFL Draft. Oh, jeez. <sighs> six. Yep, just give me a second, Josh. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite drafts. So just... All right. I, I'll, I'll see what I can offer as uh, assistance. Not sure if there will be a lot, but. We can go with this if you want. Just confirming it. Yep, can... correct. You correct. Want... Yep, okay. good. All right, All right, we'll check in. All right, who's your daddy has checked in? No, Jay Mayo, you can talk it out. I've never been more mad at a question. 
in the history of the show than I am at this one. 06 yeah. is obviously Mario Williams, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, Jay Cutler. That's that's Vince Young. That's that draft. And, and Hawk was in the top of that. Absolutely. Draft. He's he's absolute. Antonio Holmes was in the first round. Okay. For sure. I'm pretty sure Ted Ginn Jr. was in the first round as well. You sure he was 06? I thought Mashburn was 96. Um sorry, old episode title. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? Just an old episode title that I always yeah. go back to. Um, I mean, Ginn and Holmes played together. Ginn may have stayed one extra year. He he could be 07. But they were def- I mean, he was definitely on the team and he went in the first round. Beanie Wells, I think, is a couple years later. Yeah, I, I think in the so. first round. You mentioned Nick Mangold, and that sounds about right. So, like those th- the three for sure. I think Hawk, Holmes, and Mangold. I like. Yep. Uh, um, I mean, we have a lead. Maybe we just do the three. I don't want to take a risk. Yeah, if you're if you don't if you're not feeling confident that you can come up with the other names, I probably could right again. It's it's yeah. a more time thing. Like, so we're what are we saying? Hawk, Holmes, and Mangold. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that. All right, check those in. Yep. All right, check them in. All right. No J Mayo's checked in with Hawk, Holmes, and Mangold. Okay. Uh, who's your daddy? What did you guys have? I threw out Hawk and Holmes fairly quickly. And I, I then we were sort of both staring at the screen for a long time. And then Mason came up with Mangold. So we actually are checking in with the exact same three. Both teams are receiving points. Okay, so fifth overall, A.J. Hawk to the Green Bay Packers. 25th overall, Santonio Holmes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. 29th overall, Nick Mangold to the New York Jets. Now, you named three linebackers, uh, Scott. Did I miss? But you oh, forgot yeah. the other starter because Laurinaitis was, I believe. I know, he was a backup. Was Bobby wow. Carpenter, 18th overall. To the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys, damn it. And eighth overall, safety Dante Whitner to the Buffalo Bills. Oh, jeez. Dante Hitner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Almost legally, yes. Yes, yeah. almost legally changed his name to Dante Hitner because he's an idiot. Yeah, I wasn't so, going to come up with those two. First. I would have yeah. got, got to Whitner. Those, those were definitely the Carter. cuts that I was like, those are the ones that people aren't going to remember. I would have got to Whitner with more time, but Carpenter, whew. Yeah, Bobby him. Bobby Carpenter, exactly. That's it's not a great in the one. NFL. <laughs> yes. Um, Anthony Schlegel actually uh, is now the strength and conditioning coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars hmm. um, under Urban Meyer. I only know that because I listen to the Pat McAfee show every day, and AJ Hawk is an is a daily guest on there. Yeah, that's his boy. Hilarious. Okay. List number four. The last five unique. Women's Final Four Most Outstanding Player. I'll let you make the call. Yeah, um, I say yes. We okay. I mean, now I'm now I am game theory, but I'm I'm feeling feeling it. So all right, I guess we're uh, we'll check in. We're gonna check in. Okay, who's your daddy? Is checked in. No, Jay Mayo. Talk it out. So sounds like we don't remember the most recent one. Uh, so. Baylor won last year, or the last tournament. Nobody, nobody won last year because they didn't have a tournament. Correct. Everyone lost. Yes, but the last the last tournament was. But but notably, Sabrina Unesco would have would have won the outstanding player. Oh, okay. uh, oh God, he's he's rolling his eyes at the Oregon fans. Sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, she probably does. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, know I, I can't remember team. who that was from Baylor. 
Um, but 2018 was Notre Dame. And that would have been Ogunbo Wale. Yep. Uh, 2017 was South Carolina. Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson. Um, wasn't it four in a row for uh, UConn before that? That sounds right. It's going to come down to all... did Brianna Stewart win it all four times? I don't know who else. I mean, she was by far the biggest name on oh, that yeah. team. From so yeah, the question is: Is it did she get all four, or did someone else sneak one in there? Exactly, I, I don't right. know. Um, if she got all four, then that would bring us back to 2012, which I think might have been Baylor. And that might have been Brittany Griner. That but, sounds the timing is right. Ba- yeah, Griner was like 2011, 2012. Um. So yeah, so we don't have the most recent. Yep. And then so the question can, is: Does it go all? Uh, yeah. Do we take the risk? Griner. Does it go back to Griner? I say maybe we go with the three we're positive on. Agun Boale, Wilson, and Stewart. Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right, we that's what we're checked in with. Who's your daddy? What do you guys have? Take well, this. go ahead. Yeah, I'll take this one. So we came up with uh, Wilson and Stewart right off the bat, and we just had to piece it together. Um, Agun Boale was Notre Dame. And then Wilson Stewart, we think won four in a row. Um, and so we figured this list went back to Griner. And the name that was eluding me was the Baylor one because she was a guard at LSU and transferred. And I could not remember for the life of me what her name was until David sent, well, we first he sent Clover Jackson, which was a mistake. <laughs> but it remembered Chloe Jackson was the guard at LSU that transferred and then won it, which I was shocked that. I mean, she was a good player at LSU, but she got she was really good at Baylor. Um, so we went with Jackson, Agunbowale, Wilson, Stewart, and Griner. Both teams will be receiving points. In 2019, Chloe Jackson from Baylor. 2018, Clover. <laughs> Clover. <laughs> 2018, Arike Agunbowale for Notre Dame. 2017, Asia Wilson, South Carolina. 2016, 2015, 2014, 2013, Brianna Stewart from UConn, and 2012, Brittany Griner Baylor. I had no, I had no idea that uh, she was at LSU. Close yeah, she. I figured I think, that was going to be the one that gave everybody the most trouble. Yep, and that Just was the because, only way I knew the name uh, yeah, was because I've, she played there. Otherwise, never, I wouldn't have gotten it. I've never heard her name, but that's. I didn't either when I looked at the list. So I was like, oh, okay. Well, let's do that. These are all gettable names. I just, and then I don't. I know didn't feel confident enough Jackson. that Stewart absolutely won four in a row. I know. Yeah, exactly. Because that's insane. It's insane that that happened. <laughs> I won't ever forget it now. But yeah, <laughs> I know. Dang I was it. hoping. I was hoping you you you'd have you'd feel good about it. All right, last list in five on five. I want the last five National League pitchers with twenty win seasons. You go with checking in? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to check it in. All right, we will check in. Check in, put yeah, the pressure on. Who's your daddy has checked Ooh. in? No, J Mayo. You guys can talk it out. Yeah. I've gone through each team in my head and basically taken their ace, their, their most recent aces, and then trying to remember if those guys have gotten to 20 wins. We feel good about Kershaw. Yeah. I feel good about Kershaw. I think Scherzer did it too. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, I'd be surprised if he didn't. I I think Arietta's going to be in here. Okay. So that's what twenty fifteen ish. So, um, I don't think like Matt Harvey ever got 
even that close to 20. We got like Cole Hamels, but I, I don't, if he got there, it would have been a long time ago. You know, just trying to eliminate teams. The Reds, Johnny Cueto, I don't think he ever got to 20. Do you? You seem to make a face there. I mean, it's a, I know he had at least one really good season, but that, that's few, the thing yeah. is, you know, it, it's when they don't, they, when they weren't the league leader, but maybe were just a win or two behind. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't feel I could pinpoint a Cueto. Um, yeah. I think Cardinals. Anyone from I was the thinking Cardinals? Wainwright. Wainwright, maybe. Yeah, Did it's he? not going to be Chris Carpenter. That's gonna, this is going to end before that. So um, I could see Wainwright getting a 20. But that, again, when that would have been probably at least eight, nine years ago. Yeah. I'd... So I don't know if he'd even be in the last five. Do we, do we want, I mean, it's a tie ball game now, but I know. we, do we want to risk getting, you know, zero is the question. Like, yeah. I feel confident with Kershaw, Scherzer and Arietta. Yeah. Same here. I, I think those are the only three I feel. We very well could have, you very well could have named the others, but I couldn't pinpoint. Yeah. Who is checking with those three? Yeah. All right. We're going to check in with Kershaw, Scherzer, and Arietta. Okay, checking in Kershaw, Scherzer, and Arietta. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? We threw around a lot of names, too. Um, a, lot of the, a lot of similar names. Uh, I wanted to say Cueto was on the list, but we didn't, have the, we didn't have the nerve to put it down. So we ended up going with four. Uh, Kershaw, Scherzer, Arietta, and we're taking a shot on Wainwright. Both teams are receiving points. And both of you should have gone with your gut because Johnny Cueto is absolutely on this list. Uh, oh. So uh. here so has not happened since 2016. Wow. Max Scherzer for Washington, 20 and 7. In 2015, Jake Arietta, 22 and 6. In 2014, there were three which is Adam Wainwright, St. Louis, Johnny Cueto, Cincinnati, and Clayton Kershaw for the Dodgers. Close game. Yes. We had a lead change, but it's not a big lead. After the third quarter, who's your daddy with 460 and no J Mayo right behind him with 450. Whoa. And that brings us to the fourth quarter. the fourth quarter known as put your fours up this quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each not to exceed their current point total the categories for today's fourth quarter are as follows question one is franchise first question two is double dip question three forgotten heroes Question four, the air up there. Question five, great expectations. Uh, Franchise first is Major League Baseball. Double dip is the NBA. Forgotten Heroes is also Major League Baseball. The air up there is the NFL. And great expectations is college football. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. All right, question one. 
What Cuban-born pitcher holds the unique distinction of pitching for both of Seattle's pro baseball franchises, including being the starting pitcher in the first ever game in Mariners history? His son also had a 15-year career at first base. We're checking in. Who's your daddy has checked in. No J Mayo, you can talk it out. Josh, the only way I'm getting there is is if I can try to think of a 15 year journeyman career for Cuban. So with Cuban. A dad. Yeah. So if the dad pitched when the Mariners started, he was pitching in the 70s. Yeah, yep, into the into the 80s. Maybe into the 80s, say. but or or that could have been towards the end of his career, maybe. Right. If he played for oh, wait, because he uh, played for whatever the other Seattle Right. I don't know what so, that other team was. Pro that team. probably puts his son in mid nineties or after. Probably. I mean, could have been most. I mean, nine definitely somewhere in the nineties. Could have been. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on if this was towards the end of the pitcher's career or maybe yeah, I at the beginning. I, I um, couldn't name. I couldn't name a Mariners starting pitcher before the nineties. So I'm not going to get it from there. No, no, no. I this is going to have to come from the last name. Of the yep. first baseman, and then we just give a last name as the answer, and hope so we get it. Cuban first man. Do you think this guy maybe Carlos during, Lee? Do you think during the during his journeyman tenure maybe had a stop in Seattle? I was thinking. So initially, I thought David Segui because he was a journeyman first baseman that played for a while, and he did play in Seattle. But is Sigi? Is that a I know that last he name? was not American, but I I couldn't tell you where he was from. As a guess, it's not the word. I mean, I don't Carlos Lee. I'm not necessarily He's an outfielder, <laughs> right? You got like Carlos Delgado. I don't think it's him. Um, I was gonna say Delgado wasn't really necessarily a journeyman. Yeah, that's fair. I say it doesn't seem like first base is necessarily a a journeyman position that often. It is when you're David Sigi. Well, dude, it could I mean, could it be David Segui? Could it be? Could could this be a pitcher whose last name is Segui? And we, because obviously we're not going to check in a first name because we. Yeah, I mean, it could be, but I've never heard of another Segui in Major League history. I, but again, I don't know much about David Segui, so I don't know. Rather than spend I, more I time, you can just go Segui. Oh, just... This sucks. Yeah, it's not going to be right. Let's check in and lose a hundred points with David Segui. No, no. No, not David Segui, because that's the same. Oh, sorry. We'll check We're in and check 100 in with points with Segui. Segui. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? I'm thoroughly impressed you guys talked your way into it. This is one that I would have never talked my way into unless I just knew it. It's. I'm pretty sure the dad's name was Diego Segui, and the son's name is, of course, David <laughs> Segui. So I'm, I'm. well, unless I'm dead wrong. There's no I'm way. Pre- I'm pretty sure it's – hey, look, I'm pretty sure – not only that, but – in between the time of the Seattle Pilots and the Seattle Mariners, he pitched for the Red Sox in the 75 World Series and the famous Fisk World Series, which I'm sure you guys. So anyway, I'm pretty sure it's Siggy. 100 points for us. Nice job, guys. I don't know if I'm right, but I'm pretty sure. Both teams are receiving points. This is my That's finest moment. Correct answer yes. is Diego Siggy. Wow, specifically. Scott. This, this is, is the kind of stuff, moment. I got to tell you, Scott, this is the kind of stuff when you listen to the podcast and I'm just blown away that people talk themselves into this stuff. It's a really nice poll. Let's move on to question two uh, in double dip. Three times in NBA history, there have been co-rookies of the year. I will give you the years. I need you to name both players in any of those years. Oh, in any of the years. Yes. We're good, Josh. And the years are 
1999 to 2000, 1994, 95, and 1970-71. We are checked in. All right. No J Mayo is checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. I don't know if we want to even tackle 7071. I mean, uh, that, that could literally be, I mean, it could be just two random guys. <laughs> I don't, well, okay. So, so I will say that, that 7071 is right around when Luel Cinder came out, but it, I think he but, was earlier than that. I want to say really, like he, he, he might have been, been a, a either, year either way. Earlier. Yeah, either way, he's probably not a right answer. I mean, Kareem doesn't share awards. So, so you know, like... I mean, so, and that, yeah, that's going to be know, around he, the time he, of, like, he barely, he bar- unsettled kind yeah, of yeah. territory. It, no, you're right. You're right. But I'm just I'm just saying it's not Kareem. He, he doesn't share awards. Yeah. He, bar- he barely shares cockpits. So, um, uh, so... I th- yeah, it's going to be one of the 90s that we're going to have to try to tackle here. I think... Yeah, so my, my hunch, and you just, you know... Wave me off anytime you want, but ninety four ninety five is that sort of my sweet spot, and I would have said ninety four ninety five would be something like uh, Jason Kidd and Grant. I I'm forgetting about the fact that he's a Dookie Hill, so Grant Hill and, and Jason Kidd would be around ninety four ninety five. Yeah, and I, I and I feel like they feels right. may have shared the award. Now I yeah. I'm trying to think of who. We could also go after 99, 2000. We need, you need one pair, right? Yeah. We pick, right. We pick a year. Correct. Okay. Yep. Okay. 99, 2000 would have been, uh, what's his fate? Elton Brand would have been right around that time. But I, because I think that was the 90, is that the 99 draft? Maybe. So Kid Jason Hill Kidding, Kid Hill? I feel like that, that just feels right when you said that. It just kind of, kind of hits for me. I, I'm trying to think of anybody else that would have been that same time that would have gotten it, but. Uh, so if you're, if you're okay with that, I don't want to, I don't want to overthink it and talk, talk myself out of a sort of an initial instinct. Yeah, we can go with that. So we'll check in with Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. Okay. Checking in Jason Kidd and Grant Hill. For how uh, many points? Oh, for how many points? Oh, sorry. Uh, 50? 50. Yep. 50, 50. Okay. Uh, no, J Mayo. What did you guys have? Scott came up with our answer super quick and it was yeah i just want to say i love this question um yeah it's i mean my all-time favorite basketball player is grant hill so obviously i know that he was co-rookie of the year with jason kidd in 94 95 so we checked in with that for 100 points both teams receiving points uh yes 99 2000 was steve francis and elton brand 94 95 was jason kidd and grant hill and I'm shocked nobody went for 1970 and 71. Oh boy, which was Dave Cowens and Jeff P- uh, Petrie. Oh. oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, so Dave Cowens, cool, but yeah. who? I've heard Petrie? of it. But I've heard of so, him, but so Jeff it... Petrie. Jeff Petrie must be. The, he was later the uh, the GM of the Blazers, right? Isn't oh. that it must be the same? Ge- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's why I recognize the name. I thought it's uh, where they based the Lamborghini <laughs> character off of Petrie, oh, okay. but. It's no. definitely, uh, you're right. <laughs> that name does sound familiar. After question two, we have a lead change. No J Mayo has taken the lead with 650. Who's your daddy? <sighs> Just behind him with 610. Uh, moving on to question three and Forgotten Heroes. Everyone remembers Luis Gonzalez's walk-off for the Diamondbacks in 2001 to win the World Series. But what speedster set up that moment with a double off Mariona Rivera that tied the game before an intentional walk set up Gonzo's heroics. We're checking in. No, J. Mayo is checked in. Who's your daddy? You can talk it out. 
the speedster is what's it's what's tripping me a little bit uh tripping in a good way um mason i'm just trying to think of what speedsters were on the diamondbacks team the only one that i can think of off the top of my head and this is why i'm racking my brain for anybody else is tony womack definitely qualifies as a speedster and now i'm just trying to think if there's anybody else that i can even put out there do you have any ideas i'm not i'm familiar with like the situation but i don't remember what led up to it is there any other names that you remember from that team that might fit that I, you know, I, in my head, I'm trying to remember the lineup because I'm trying to remember. I mean, Luis Gonzalez would have conceivably hitting. Well, I mean, I, I honestly don't remember, but I mean, he was a good hitter then. So he would have been hitting in the, you know, anywhere between two and five. Right. So. Right. I, I would think maybe it, three or four. But yeah, I would, right. I would say probably in that range. And I can't remember who the leadoff hitter would have been if Womack would have been a good enough, you know, sort of a in that era, good enough on base percentage that they put him at the top of the lineup. But either way, I feel like the answer it smells like Tony Womack to me. I, I honestly, I think Tony Tony Womack is my is my best my best effort on this. If that if that's what you got, like I said, I didn't have anything jump out at me. So if you feel good about it, then or feel at least decent about it, then I feel I feel decent about it. I feel I feel better than 50-50 anyway. Um, so we are okay. checking in for a hundred points on Tony Womack. No, J Mayo. What did you guys have? Things are getting interesting. Uh, I love this question. Anytime the Yankees lost as a kid, I was just over the moon about it. Um, 01, 03 to the Marlins. Um, yeah, this this had he was the leadoff hitter and he was the speecher on the team. This this absolutely has to be Tony Womack. Checked in with Tony Womack for 75 points. Whoa. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is Tony Womack. Whew. Good pull. I, as soon as I typed it to Josh, I was like, I think David will get this. I figured you'd get there. It wasn't going to be me getting it. So yeah, it had to be Dave. After question three, the leader hasn't changed, but the lead has. It is now a 15 point game. No J Mayo was 725. Who's your daddy was 710. On to question four in the air up there. In 1980, the NFL experienced the first trio of teammates to each have 1000 receiving yards. The trio included two Hall of Famers, and the quarterback was also a Hall of Famer. Tell me which team accomplished this feat. We'll check in. Who's your daddy has checked in? No, J Mayo, you can talk it out. Whew. So this is going to be more you, Josh, because. Yeah, I think this was. Well, you know, this was just as there weren't a ton of teams throwing the ball. Right. Like this. That's, we have good criteria to narrow it down. A Hall of Fame quarterback, two Hall of Fame receivers is is going to help us get there. You said the Chargers. Yeah, the the Air Coriel, Dan Fouts led. So obviously, Chargers Fouts Hall of Famer. The receivers would be. Did they have Lance Allworth then? I know he played for them. I just don't know when. Kellen Winslow played. Oh, sure. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, and he's a Hall. Of Famer. I don't necessarily. Yes. Um. I'm not sure I know the other receivers on that team, but right. it wouldn't surprise me if at least if there was at least one more. Well, I, again, like I said, I know Lance Allworth played for the Chargers. I don't know when, though. I can't place when he played for them, and he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, I just, you know, you said the Steelers. Well, it's just an, like initially just with the criteria. Bradshaw still their quarterback in 80? In 1980? Uh, I don't know. Maybe if he was, he was right at the end. But they weren't, they didn't throw the ball around like, Right. They relied heavily on running games. So we may need to think other Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, somewhere around 80, 
uh, Fouts won an MVP. I don't remember yep, which year. Correct. I think it was just before because I, yep. I can't remember. But uh, it might have been '79 even. Like I couldn't. I can't give you all the names, but I can give you Fouts and Winslow. Um, sure. And yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if one of the receivers is a Hall of Famer as well. Yep. Yeah, I so, say we do it. All right, we're gonna check in with the uh, San Diego Chargers for 100 points. Who's your daddy? What did you guys have? Yeah, we're pretty sure it's the Chargers. We checked in with that for 100 points, and I, I, I think it was uh, Kellen Winslow, certainly Charlie Joyner, mm-hmm. and and the third one. I was just sort of talking to Mason about it. Um, it was something Jefferson. I think he was sort of. I think he was a speedster, but I can't. He's one. Well, he's the one that wouldn't be the Hall of Famer, but I can. I can. I can see this team now in my head. But anyway, it's Chargers. I think. Yeah. Both teams receiving points. The correct answer is the San Diego Chargers. Uh, yeah, Don Air Coriel. Um, Fouts threw for 4,700 yards that year, um, and it was Charlie Joyner, Kellen Winslow, and John Jefferson, mm. whose son Van Jefferson is a receiver right now for ah, that makes the yeah. L.A. Rams. Did he go to Florida, Van Jefferson? Yes. yes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Started off at Ole Miss and went to Florida. Um, so Florida, or I mean Ole Miss at one point, had uh, DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Van Jefferson, and Dawson Knox all on the same team, and they won like three games. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So heading into the final question, still a 15-point game. We have great expectations in college football. And the question, what quarterback transferred to Oregon with much fanfare after throwing for 110 touchdowns in three seasons at Eastern Washington, but only led them to to a seven and three record and eventually went undrafted. I mean, Scott, in the end, they probably uh, wagered enough points to, to at least be one more than us. And if it's an Oregon quarterback, they probably have the right answer. So we're going to lose this game. uh, Yeah. We're either going to lose by, you know, uh, 10 or less or uh, lots more than that. You're making me feel guilty. We're going to check in and tank it. Um, oh, sure yeah. we are. Sure. <laughs> We're trying to go for the number one pick here. That's right. That's year. right. Ma- Mason That's wants right. the uh, worst winning percentage. That's right. Yeah, I need to break the tie with Scott. So. I, I tank for Eric. Tank for Eric. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> it's like suck for luck. We need something like, you know, get get sick for Eric. We will check in. It, it okay. could be bleed for Eid. Concede. <laughs> Concede right. for Eid. Oh, that Concede. Like oh, that that's one. good. That's good. All right. All right. Scott, you said you got it. Who's your daddy is checked in. You don't have the Eastern Washington transfer. Uh, I'm, I'm going to know the name when I hear it, but. Uh, I, I'm not going to guarantee I do. If he wasn't drafted. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not sure. Of, I, wouldn't. I, I don't pay a lot of attention to Oregon. So hey, he threw 110 touchdowns in three seasons. Yeah, for Eastern Washington. Yeah, I, I've never, I've never even watched the second of an Eastern Washington football game. So he was highly touted coming into Oregon as a transfer. Sure. I'm sure he was. Marcus knows all about him. That doesn't help me. Like David does too. <laughs> I've heard of him. <laughs> Briefly. That doesn't necessarily mean I have. I'll get my mug ready just in case. Yeah, you, you like, might. Like I, I named all the Oregon QBs in the chat that I know, and it's not any of those guys. Uh, no, no, it is not. So, yeah, I, I, I got nothing, Josh. I think it, this could very well be that 
uh, Mick Eagleton wide receiver again. I mean, isn't there another more recent uh, Oregon quarterback you're missing from the list? I got nothing. I literally yeah. have nothing. We, we need to pull out a last name and hope that this is the luckiest last name. I'm not even like I said. Ever. I don't. It probably doesn't even matter because I'm assuming they wagered enough to cover us. So what? Uh, what lucky last name do you want to come up with? Um. Yeah, I don't know, Josh. Grab a last name that you want to give a lucky throw at, or if you thought, if you think uh, you maybe have something rattling around in there nope. from around 2015. No, I'll know the name as soon as I hear it. And then I will probably, David, thank you for coming on. Cause I'm going to leave right away. I'm not going to stay <laughs> <laughs> once I hear this name. Um, oh man. Let's go with uh, what's a good QB last name. Livingston. Sure. All right. Checking in with Livingston for 75 points. All right. Who's your daddy? What'd you have? I guess I'll take this. Uh, yeah, I figured you would. Well, to, it, I mean, in in all fairness, I if I were not an Oregon Duck fan, I would the equivalent situation. There's sort of analogous situation somewhere else. There's no way I come up with this, but I'm I, I'm pretty sure it's Vernon Adams, um, and we checked or Adams checked in for. Oh, we're getting the who. It's not my fault. I, uh, I didn't say it's your uh, fault. Oh, okay, got it, got it. I uh, uh, we checked in for 100 points on Adams. One team receiving points. The correct answer is Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams, <laughs> yes, who was Walter Payton, uh, FCS Player of the Year finalist multiple times. Uh, may have known a guy he threw to, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he he was like, I mean, they were like, oh, this could be the guy to take them to the national championship. Um, shorter guy, that's why he didn't get looked at. He was like 5'10". Um, I remember his... His last year, he was at Washington, or he was at Eastern. They played Washington, one of those first games of the year, and Desmond Trufant knocked away a pass from Cup in the back of the end zone. Uh, as time expired, they would have won the game. He threw seven touchdowns. Wow! <laughs> against Washington, <laughs> that's impressive. Yeah. So everything I said there, Josh, is true. I absolutely remember the name from Kuiper and McShay saying, "If he comes in, ah, yep, Vernon Adams." I've never heard that name before. Uh, we were thinking there was a chance you might guess the last name because it's not like a super specific last name. Yeah, we were joking, like Washington Adams is a president. Yeah, Washington team. Adams, right, right. <laughs> totally. I just posted that to Mason. All right. The game has come to an end, and here are the final scores. Noj Mayo finishes with 750 points, and our clipboard captains of the game, who are receiving the coveted Seneca Wallace Award with a 900... <laughs> And 10 points is who's your daddy man that's that's an award i wanted to i like seneca wallace hey caught a caught a bomb in the nfc championship he got, yes he did as he can anything you guys want to say before we call it a night i guess we'll start with david you're our guest we enjoyed having you and that was a, fi- a great game you, you guys were going back and forth the whole game that was awesome thanks i mean i just want to thank you guys for the opportunity this was this was really fun actually the last several months just during the during the pandemic just listening to this podcast has been a great distraction you guys are entertaining it's it's challenging to listen to it really racks my brain i have i have an absolutely great time you guys have a great product and uh thanks for having me on because it was a it was a ton of fun ton of fun and i'm feeling i'm feeling nothing but guilt about the win so uh if that, <laughs> if that makes you feel any better thank you don't don't feel bad mason what about you I, I have absolutely enjoyed the game. David was a great partner. He definitely 
did a lot of the lifting today. Um, so I'm glad I could help at least in some of it. But yeah, it was overall a great game. I enjoyed it. Scott and Josh, what do you guys want to say before we get out of here? Uh, this was a lot of fun. Like you said, it was back and forth. I mean, this was, it felt like, a, you know, a battle between two heavyweight boxers. Like it was just, it was back and forth, the lead changes, the ties and everything. And the, the questions were, were right up my alley. I, I, I said, it, I typed it to Josh during the missing link when he was like, you know, good pull on the Power Rangers. And I was like, you know, Marcus and I have a lot in common, you know, we're, around the same age and we our wheelhouses are very similar so whenever he hosts I, I know it's a game where i'm not going to be clueless the entire time so it's always nice to be able to flex a little bit because i don't get that opportunity to do so often so it's, it's nice when i get a chance to do that so great game worthy adversaries and then david thanks a lot for not only for for coming on uh but also for submitting questions uh in the past for games and we absolutely want you to write and host your own game uh i will happily play that one and uh just looking forward to also you know having you back on as a guest anytime as well that'd be great thank you so much thanks josh hey scott you know we're we lose typically but lately we at least are competitive. We don't get smoked anymore. We, we used, used to get to, smoked. So at least yeah. we usually put up a respectable, you know, effort and uh, are competitive towards the end. So I I think that's a positive for us. We're moving in the right direction. We we are. We're, we're you know, we were rebuilding before just getting blown out and now, you know, we've got a couple good players and you know, we're sniffing the playoffs. We're like that ninth seed in the NBA and yeah. Yeah. Eventually, you know, we get a couple role players in here and, you know, we're going to we're, we're lose gonna in the get, first round. We're going to get yeah. right. We're going to get over the top. We'll lose in the first round, hey, correct? But trust, <laughs> the, pro- trust the process. <laughs> but uh, yeah, David, thanks for coming on. It was a ton of fun. Um, I, just like I get most people when they when they're listening, they, they get to that. Oh, I don't know if I can compete. You all can compete. Well, maybe not against Eric, but against well, maybe not against Dan, <laughs> but against people, players like us. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Um, feel free if there's any listeners out there who want to come on and you're worried about facing uh, Eric or Dan, just request them not to be on an episode and you'll have a chance to win or just say, I want to team up with them. Yeah. That's another <laughs> yeah, good way to get a win. That's or just, the ticket. So David, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for submitting questions. You'll be able to hear uh, a couple of categories that you gave to me uh, to utilize, which was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the bench warmers trivia podcast. And until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. Ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yeah. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. So, David, did you say he's hard to wrestle because he's slippery one way? Is that what you said? About well, I mean, I wrestle. I was, I whatever. Hey, whatever but, it I'm, is, just, yeah. I'm just trying to, because that might, that's a good contender that's, for the I, title. Yeah, <laughs> I like that a lot. It's he's long, but yeah. It's, it is a long, every once in a while we have long ones. He's hard to wrestle because he's slippery. I, that's, that's what came out, but in retrospect, I'm realizing that 
You don't, it, one doesn't wrestle in UFC. Like, it's I mean, fight. That's the there is wrestling. No, 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 no. I know wrestling is part of it, but you wouldn't say that one is wrestling. You say one is fighting, right? That's the verb. It's funnier. It's wrestling. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I agree. He would wrestle D.L. Brown, though, if for sure. We we have a couple of them. We have we, biggest dump truck. We have Johnny Applesteel. This is <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, will be hard figuring it out. <sighs> uh, all right.